John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Episode... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 15? I don't know. 15, 15? I think. <laughs> yeah. 14, 15, I, yeah. I might stop saying the number because I can never remember what it is. <laughs> I quite enjoy it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sounds to see. Like early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been onsetting for a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol induced early onset <laughs> Alzheimer's. So, what's been happening with you then? Oh, it's been a fairly normal week uh, down here. Nothing, nothing too special to report. I had a, uh, a uh, with uh, my wife. We had a, a little bit of a bicker the other day. That was uh, the, the <laughs> it made me smile afterwards because of what I said to her during the bicker. <laughs> and I feel like you know you're in a proper international relationship when at some point you say to your wife, "Yes." But you don't know anything about bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what was the argument? Well, she uh, she got these kind of muffins, you know, like the kind of cakey type muffin. Yeah. And uh, I opened the fridge and she'd put this bag of muffins in the fridge. Oh, right. That's not a good idea. It's mad. So I took them out of the fridge and put them on the counter. I said, you put the muffins in the fridge, talking about early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> and... Uh, and she said, no, they go in the fridge. And I said, well, of course they don't go in the fridge. And we had this sort of mini bicker about it, culminating <laughs> with me coming up with the now infamous phrase, you don't know anything about bread. <laughs> so af- afterwards, did they go back in the fridge? Or were you? did you stick to it? <laughs> well, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> so I suggested that we put her a couple in the fridge for her and a couple out of the fridge for me. Oh, very... And, uh, but actually, overnight, the first night, overnight, they were on the counter. Uh, and I had one the next day. And then the day after that, I found them back in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take so, them out? No. By that, by that time, I'd had enough muffin. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, that, that's the thing with, with uh, getting married. You have to play the long game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember probably me and my missus once, I remember cutting up a kiwi and... I would never cut up a kiwi in this particular way, like cutting the skin off with a knife. Uh, I would possibly use a peeler or just not peel it, just cut it in half and then eat the... Yes, you, that's how you do it. You eat it. You cut it in half and you eat it with a spoon. You dig it out like an egg. So I was, but because I'd seen my missus do it this way, I was cutting the skin off with a knife and then she went, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just cutting the skin off. She's like, why are we doing it like that? I was like, because that's how you do it and i thought that's how you wanted me to do it i'm just trying to please you <laughs> yeah that's and then that, that, that's literally what i said i'm just trying to please did uh, she say to you you don't know anything about kiwis <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> so what's on today's show then 
Uh, well, we've got a packed show as ever. We've got some stand-up comedy from Victoria Arnstein, a very funny American comedian. And we've got some musical comedy from Mickey P. Kerr, very popular over in Britain. Uh, we have all loads of other stuff as well. But of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, and now it's time for the news section of the show. So what have you got for me, Sam? Well, do you remember a couple of months ago we had that story about there being strippers at the Chinese funerals? <laughs> yes, never forget well, that. <laughs> yeah, I think you bookmarked it. <laughs> um, well, this story, I'm not quite sure if it's one step better or one step worse. I'll let you be the judge. Uh, but the the headline is Pole Dancing Act welcomes children and parents back to school in China. <laughs> Excellent. So is this is this better or worse than strippers at funerals? Um, I think anything involving children and pole dancers is never going to work, really. Yeah, I think once the kids are involved. Um, yeah. The story says, Parents attending a back-to-school ceremony at a kindergarten in China were shocked when a pole dancer took to the stage and began to perform. I wonder who was shocked. <laughs> I bet the dads weren't shocked. <laughs> Different adjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet a few camera phones were proffered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It says, the woman wearing black shorts and a black crop top can be seen in a video running her hands over her thigh before swivelling around a flagpole. <laughs> nice. Small children and parents can be seen watching and standing next to the stage during the performance on Monday. Yeah, I bet a few dads had to stand to attention. <laughs> <laughs> flagpole is a full mast. I mean, I don't think that's a thing. Um, <laughs> Journalist Michael Standard, whose children attend the school, shared the videos online and wrote, Crazy! We're trying to get them out of there and get our tuition back. Out of the strippers' knickers. <laughs> <laughs> All in one dollar bills. Yeah. He alleged a number of adverts for a pole dancing school were at the kindergarten and speculated that the principal had been paid to display them. <laughs> In another video uploaded by Mr. Standard, a woman can be seen dancing suggestively. Alongside the clip, he wrote, The principal hung up on my wife when she called after saying it was international and good exercise. <laughs> Actually true. <laughs> it, it is true, 100%. <laughs> Uh, and Michael Stoddard, he did say, uh, he, he agreed, yes, okay, it may be good exercise for adults, but but probably not for three to six-year-old kids. <laughs> there is a danger, of course, of slipping off the pole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the head of the kindergarten has reportedly been fired over the bizarre incident by the educational authority. The performance was denounced by the local education bureau, uh, who issued a social media post warning other kindergartens against inappropriate behaviour. <laughs> I feel a bit sorry for the uh, the kindergarten head teacher. I think he just misunderstood the memo when it told him to strip back on his teaching. <laughs> <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Pants on fire, you're a liar, you're no.
time for Pants on Fire. John's going to tell me a story, and I'm going to try and tell if it's true or false. John, go ahead. I once got trapped in a lift with a crate of beer. (laughs) Now, okay, I'm going to need a little bit more information, of course. So where were you? I was in Australia, in Sydney, in a skyscraper. I was doing uh, office removals, and me and my friend Jimmy, uh, it was late at night, and we were in a lift with a huge uh, islander. I can't remember where it was. I think it was Fiji or something. And uh, I guess he was was carrying this huge oak table, wooden table, and we went in the lift, and Jimmy had a crate of beer that we'd stolen from somebody's office. (laughs) And we must have overloaded the the lift because it got trapped between floors. And we were there for at least, I think it was about an hour. Are you sure you were working you, and you weren't just burgling the joint? <laughs> no, no, it was a huge, uh, it was a huge uh, removal company. They used to specialise in clearing out office buildings. Uh, sometimes you'd be on a job for like 24 hours nonstop. And just, yeah, this one evening, I... Uh, yeah, we ended up trapped in this lip for about an hour before anybody kind of noticed. But we did have a crate of beer, so it was always good. If you had said to me, um, <laughs> one night in Australia, I burgled an office, I would say definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> there was a there, there was we did have a we did have a crate of beer, but we didn't have any bottle openers. Ah, so and so this is the <laughs> bit that probably was even worse after we both tried to open it with our teeth and the maori guy or islander guy he wouldn't do it with his teeth um instead he worked out that we could open it on the legs of the uh, table which (laughs) this expensive sort of wooden table we were just cracking beer tops off (laughs) so okay a couple of little uh, detail questions what kind of beers were they it's two is new, those little uh, Australian sort of stubbies, are they called? Those... Yep. Were they yeah. uh, warm or cold? Oh, it was, well, just room temperature. We just take oh. them out of someone's office. <laughs> <laughs> Burglar. Uh, how many did you have? How many did we drink or how many was in the crate? The crate was uh, full of stuff. So, so no, how many did you drink? I don't know, three or four, I guess. Right. Not, as many uh, as the, not, as, not as many as the Fijian guy. <laughs> <laughs> and... Did anyone do a wee in the lift? No. No, God. So, knowing you, you're there. So, you say you're there trapped for an hour. You've had three or four, you've had three or four beers and you didn't go for a Small beers. (laughs) You've had three or four small beers and you didn't go for a wee. That lifts a red flag for me. I'm going to say that this story is false. Uh, It is false. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Pants on fire. Time for some stand-up comedy. This episode, we have some comedy from Victoria Arnstein. She's an American comedian. Uh, She's from New York, and now she lives in Hawaii. Sounds nice. Uh, She performs in Hawaii and mainland America. She's extremely funny. You're going to like this. How are you doing, guys? 
So I'm a native New Yorker and I moved to Hawaii, uh, the Aloha State. And uh, I really like summer, so that's why I moved. But um, I brought my husband and my three kids. I, I thought that was the right thing to do. <laughs> it was all part of my bigger plan, though, to get a bigger house and cleaning lady. So without them, it would have been a little excessive. I hate cleaning so much. It's, it's really not my fault. I, um, I actually do come from royalty. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm a Jewish-American princess. So. <laughs> I realize people perceive me in certain ways, like I'm privileged, I'm entitled, I'm a bitch. <laughs> it's true. But you know what, I'm really conscious about it, like I'm aware, you know, like sometimes I'll stop my car and I'll let some pedestrians go. <laughs> like I'll be like, you may go, not you, <laughs> you may go. And I don't wanna make anyone feel awkward or anything. But I should mention that I happen to be an executive member of an exclusive club. It's called Costco. You know what? It's $110 to get in. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. I find it really hard to let go of my youth as I age. And by youth, I mean my children. Oh my God, they're so clingy and expensive. Like I have to pay for everything. I have to pay for their food. I have to pay for their violin lessons. I have to pay for other children to play with them. I'm kidding, they don't play violin. I'm not a monster. So I heard this feminist in the house, yeah? You guys, you're fucking up my shit. <laughs> like my husband's starting to think we're equal now and I'm so much more superior than he is. Thank you very much to Victoria Arnstein there for providing the comedy. You can find out more about her on our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. Now, time for a word from this episode's sponsor. Hello, welcome to Earth Dry Cleaners. I'm Mrs. Sekai. Do you travel on the crowded train? And after, do you smell like a gorilla or a large monkey because you sweat when you're squashed like animal? Yes, then you need earth cleaning. Even if you have sweat patches the size of Hokkaido, it's not a problem. Even if your shirt color is dirty like a train station bathroom, no problem. We can get the smell out. Come down to Earth Dry Cleaners in Shibuya and we will make you look and smell like a clean Japanese. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two prints took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's something else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? All right, and now it's time for this episode's burning question, which was, what's the most danger you've ever been in? I hope it's up to uh, Bill's standards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had uh, an email in from Dan in England. Uh, he says he's a twin. His twin brother's called Paul. He also has another brother called Graham. Uh, he said the most danger he's been in <laughs> includes Paul hitting me with a snooker cue, Paul hitting me with a hammer, Paul hitting me with a chair. Paul hitting me with a table. Paul throwing a dart at me. Graham throwing a homemade arrow into my eye. <laughs> oh, brotherly love. <laughs> Anyone get in touch with you? Uh, so on Facebook, we had uh, a reply from Katie in the UK. 
She said hanging off the side of a 50-foot-plus drop in her auntie's car after she hit black ice. Oh, only, that's serious. Yeah, the only thing that stopped us going over the edge was a tree growing out of the side of the sheer drop. Oh. That is... <laughs> that is really... Yeah, that's danger. I, <laughs> that is danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it puts Dan's being hit with a snooker cue into perspective, I feel. Oh, I don't know. Getting hit with a hammer is quite... Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> having an arrow in your eye. I mean, it's, uh, I don't want to mug Dan off. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. How about for you? Um, well, I mean, I was obviously in perilous danger the other day when I, I said, uh, <laughs> you don't know anything about bread. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, one time when I was about... Uh, 20 or 21 years old uh, I was with a, we're a group of lads at university and we were driving from I think it was Leeds down south and the guy who was driving he was like a, you know, he really was really into cars uh, and he had a bit of a super turbocharged one and as we were driving down the motorway he thought that this other car had kind of you know offended him in some way so he started chasing this other car driving at ridiculous speeds and I don't know. I don't know how fast we were going. I was in the front seat, and I was just like gripping the thing, saying like that. And then my other friend in the back, my other friend in the back, it got to the point where it was so scary. My friend in the back said, "If you don't slow down this car, I'm going to call the police." <laughs> Did he have to walk home? <laughs> no. The, the driver, who will remain nameless, he, uh, he took it quite well. And he did slow down. And, uh, and I felt it was a bit unfair on the guy who said that he'd call the police because we were all hoping for it to stop. But he was the <laughs> only one who had the piss taken out of him for being a, being a bit of a wimp. <laughs> How about you? Oh, Lord. Um... <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Most of them self-inflicted, I, I suspect. Yeah. Um, I once drunkenly fell over... Uh, fell off the curb backwards, landed in the road, and a truck, well, well, kind of like a minivan, stopped literally centimetres from my head. Like, had to <laughs> slam on the brakes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I nearly I nearly drowned in Bali. That was uh, a very bad one. That was, uh, I actually thought I was going to die. Like, really thought I was going to die. I got caught in a riptide and uh, was stuck out. I got washed out about a mile out to sea. Oh, and the uh, people on jet skis couldn't get me because the waves were too big. And then, ah, oh, the... so you could see people trying to save you, and they couldn't oh, yeah. get to you. Oh, eventually, that's the worst. Eventually, this little uh, Indonesian Balinese lifeguard came to me on a surfboard, like a lifeguard board, and <laughs> I got on it. But then a wave came and took the board away. Oh it no! Sucked to... So then he started drowning, and so we're both drowning, and. Uh, Luckily, just purely by chance, a big wave came and it didn't break and it pushed me so far towards the beach that when it did break, as I went under the water, I could hit the ground oh. and I, I managed to pull us both out. That's because you're six foot nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a, you know, there's a crowd of like, you know, 50 people on the beach, women oh, crying right. and kids screaming. It was awful. God, that would be um, the biggest reaction you've ever got. Yeah. And the worst <laughs> bit, I don't, the, the thing I remember was I had... I was literally felt like I was dying. My heart has never beat as fast. The adrenaline, you know, I've seen stars. And they made me go to this uh, lifeguard hut and fill in some details about myself. And I physically couldn't stand up. I was that, you know, just shot. And I was slumped against this wall. 
and the lifeguard boss was just this big huge fat guy just in speedos with like pubes coming out the side with his kind of crotch at my eyeline eyesight eyeline just basically i think he was trying to get money off me but i was just so fu- i was so fucked i just couldn't be bothered so yeah it was awful <laughs> Crouched, exhausted, slouched against the wall with a cock in your eye level. Not for the first time. I know, we've all been there. (laughs) Some would say it was a sign of a good night out. Okay, and now time for some musical comedy. Uh, This episode, we feature a song by the comedian Mickey P. Kerr, who was a finalist on season 12 of Britain's Got Talent. Uh, He's an Englishman. (laughs) The title of the song is I Like Drinking. Personally, I love it. So there we go. I think you're going to enjoy this. Sometimes it makes me sad Sometimes it makes me piss myself At times it makes me mad I like drinking, not drinking's really hard I like drinking, at times I've even been bad From the local, at times it makes me happy At times it makes me sad At times it makes me shit myself And that's when it all goes wrong Students Pensioners Your mum and your dad Doctors and lawyers Everybody does it It's even fucking legal To get you sent down to the pub With a fresh tender cover off Smoking's this when you're pissed I like drinking I do it regularly I like drinking I combine it with weed Very often at times it makes me happy At times it makes me sad At times it makes me Pass on the floor And scallies try to rob my trainers I like drinking That's what makes me British I like drinking But not as much as the Irish Are the Irish even British? I'm not really sure Some say they are, some say they're not And that's what caused the war Irish Scottish Welsh people Charles Kennedy, everybody does it Although I must admit 
At times it makes me wake up with a bird that looks like fucking Sheringham. And I don't find Teddy that attractive, to be honest with you. Get fucked, have a laugh, spend brass. Get fucked, have a laugh, spend brass. Get fucked, have a laugh, spend brass. Maybe even pull some tash. Oi! Get fucked, have a laugh, spend brass. Get fucked, have a laugh, spend brass. Get fucked, have a laugh, spend some brass. Maybe even pull some tash. Oi! I like drinking. Drinking's really cool. I like drinking, I even drank at school On the premises, at times it makes me happy At times it makes me sad At times it makes me wonder Mickey P. Kerr there. That's a great song. Uh, if you want to find out more about his stuff, you can go to his website, mickeypkerr.com. There's all the information about his shows. I was just looking at it. Through September, October, November, December, he's doing Manchester, York, Liverpool, Leeds, Lincoln, Nottingham, Cardiff, Coventry. He's performing everywhere. So wherever you are, he's going to be there. So make sure you get down to see him. So that just leaves me to say thanks to Victoria Arnstein for providing the stand-up comedy. Uh, one more time, thanks to Mickey P. Kerr. You can also find all of the information about their stuff at our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. And John, at this point, normally uh, we get you to talk about the stars and the contacting and all that stuff. But, you know... Just wondering if we can get away with you doing it once and using that same audio over and over again because I don't think anyone will notice. Um, yes, give us five stars and tell all your friends and family and your enemies. And if you have any burning questions or you want to submit your own comedy or your own news stories, please get in touch. com. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's all. Okay. Catch, Catch you later. later. Darling, can you say John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast? No, thank you. True love.